I'm going to have Leslie Rowe come on up. She's going to be our speaker. Leslie, you can sit right here. You can sit right in. Yeah. All right. So we got a special treat for you guys today. Um, Leslie is going to be talking, but I'm going to do more of like an interview style with Leslie. Um, we're, we're changing things up like we like, we like to do. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of remind you guys what we're doing and kind of the, the little miniature series that we're doing here uh, over the course of about three or four weeks before we have an Advent series starting in December. So we'll do that uh, starting in a couple of weeks. But what we're having is, you know, last week we had Austin Gage come and speak about what was going on at Arlington Central it was really neat uh, to get to hear what's going on in their church and also amazing how different their church is, like what different phase that it is uh, from ours. The fact that they all talk to one another like a single group of friends <laughs> and go like bowling all together as a church, I was like challenged and encouraged and also just like happy for them to get to be that. Because um, if I was like, if I sent out a group text of 300 to you guys to be like, who wants to go bowling? I think it would be completely wheels off. Um, it would be a nightmare, actually, I think. And so um, it's exciting to get to hear that. You know, Leslie would go for sure. Uh, and, you know, this week we're going to hear from Leslie about Denton North Church. Um, and, and then uh, next week is, is a little bit up in the air, but we might get to hear from Brad Davis, uh, which will be a treat for us all. Um, let's just hope I'm not the one interviewing him, all right? Because that could be really wheels off. So um, we invited Leslie to come speak today. Uh, the reason that we're doing this is not just because we're just kind of like doing random update time. Uh, we talked about this at the retreat, but just kind of this value of heat, uh, heating up this value of planting churches and being connected to our other churches is super important to us. Uh, we don't want to be this completely disjointed family of churches where all we're really interested in is just the people here. We want you to be interested in the people that are a part of this church, but they are as much our church uh, as the people that are around you, you know, for sure. And I was blessed enough to get to go and be a part of Denton North uh, for a whole year, and then before that, uh, UNT for a few years as well, doing focus uh, there. And so... Yeah, I'm just going to ask Leslie a handful of questions that are going to kind of let us know what's going on at Denton North, uh, hear about what's been encouraging to them, what's been working for them, where they need prayer, you know, that kind of stuff as well. And I encourage you to listen. If you're thinking to yourself, like, this isn't a typical sermon where I'm not going to get, where I'm not going to get, like, challenged and have, like, three points that I can leave with, like, having to think of, I want to encourage you to rethink that. If you don't care about our churches uh, to that capacity, you don't care about Denton North Church, I want to suggest that a part of your maturing as a Christian in our body of churches is that your care for uh, the body of believers would be expanding and not contracting. That you would be thinking about ways that you can serve uh, our other uh, folks in other churches as well and ways that you can pray for them and also considering whether God might want you there. Uh, we've had people shuffling from our churches to churches for many years, and it has been a God deal in many ways. Uh, you know, I've gotten to go be a part of that process. I was originally part of this church, went to Wiley to help uh, John, you know, be a part of planting that and leading worship there, then got to go be a part of Denton Church, got to dabble in ACC for a little while, and then finally come back here. It's been such a blessing to me to get to see that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, and I didn't ask you this officially, so just, you know, go off the cuff. Leslie's great at off the cuff stuff. As, I, I like to 
Yeah. Say what? Her mic is not on? Oh, Leslie, make sure you turn your mic on. It's, it's the little top gracer. She likes living off the cuff. Oh, yeah. I was listening to Jesse and not Ronnie because I don't care about what Ronnie has to say. <laughs> I was listening to the most important person on that side uh, of the auditorium, Garrett Jesse. intentionally did not tell me to turn my mic Yeah, absolutely. I wanted all of, the, I wanted all of the mic time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Leslie, tell the church, for those, of the, for those of them that don't really know you or know your background, mm-hmm. Kind of your, like a brief history of Leslie and the family of churches and how you ended up at North, uh, Denton North. Okay. So um, Kurt and I helped plant this church. And in 1999, I came on staff here at Northeast. And from the beginning, Kurt came on staff as the children's minister here. And one of the things I will say is that whenever Kurt and I married, Wherever we were became home, but it always felt good to go back home, like to my parents' house. And that's what this feels like for me. Like Denton North is my home, but coming back here always feels like coming home. I'm very comfortable here. I love to be with this body. Um, It's just home for me. Um, But when the... um, Well, so the first thing that happened when we planted the church was, and I went on staff in 99, was in 2000. Our son Austin was diagnosed with cancer, and God used that in a big way, I think, to grow our church um, into one church because we were very much Walnut Village and Northeast Church and also use that to grow us in prayer and what God can do in prayer. Kurt was on staff half-time for two years, so he taught part-time, and then he was on staff as more of a um, minister, elder, not elder, pastor, whatever word you want to use, but preaching some, that kind of thing. Um, And he did that for two years, and then he went back to full-time teaching and continued doing the children's ministry. Uh, We decided in 2010, when our youngest son was graduating from high school, and most of the kids in our neighborhood that had really been a part of our family and that we had reached out to were also graduating, that we would just pray and see if God was ready for us to move somewhere else. We had no plan. We had no, there was nothing on our mind. We were just praying to see if he wanted us to move. And so we felt like he said yes. And so then we came to the elders and the leaders here and said, we're going to put our house on the market. We're doing this to be flexible for wherever the next church plant is. But we did not know where that was going to be. And so they said, well, let us pray about that. Can I pause you real quick? Yeah. Take notes. That's, in, that's incredible. Most of us don't stop and think to ourselves, hey, God, do you want me to put my house on the market and move so I can go be a part of what you're doing elsewhere? This is a huge part of our history of planting churches is specifically this very particular move, but also people like Leslie who have been willing to stop and say, hey, this whole thing is yours. I'm not looking to just settle in and be done with life with the most comfortable scenario I can think of. God, where do you want me to go? So I just want to make sure that we all take note about how crazy. If you need a note to write in your, in your notes right now, it's, is my heart ready to do whatever God wants me to do uh, and move wherever he wants me? So I'm going to just take it, take something that you're saying there. Because Leslie will all say this very matter, matter of factly. 
as if it was, of course, that's what she was going to do. But that's nuts. All right, continue with it. Um, so we did sell our house. We didn't even have to put it on the market. There was someone in the neighborhood that wanted to buy it, which I think was just a confirmation from God that that's what he wanted us to do. And then uh, the leaders came back and said, hey, we think Denton's going to be our next church plant. And while we did not have any plans, I will say that we kind of thought the next church plant would be Richardson. And so when they came back with Denton, we were like, oh, Denton. Um, but what a we said, place. yeah, what a lovely place. Um, but we did say that, yes, we would be willing to do that. And so um, they said, you know, rent for a couple of years, and then we'll probably be ready to plant. And we could not find a place to rent, could not find anything. Um, and so during that time, the Von Runnens let us move in with them. And so um, their family and our family lived together for about three and a half months. And um, it, you know, obviously uh, was difficult at times, but it was a lot of fun. And I have really good memories. And I think I've blocked out really the hard part of it. Because if you hear me talk about it, it's going to be how much fun it was and how great it was. Um, but during that time, they decided that the Denton plant was going to happen faster. And they were like, okay, don't sign a two-year lease, sign a one-year lease. And we want everybody who's going to help plant go to the Wiley Church for a year. And so we wound up renting in Wiley, going to the Wiley Church for a year, which was super fun. And then we planted, um, well, we were working on planting Denton that whole time. But then we moved to Denton in 2014. Um, and it has been hard um, it has been challenging, but it has also been one of the best things we ever did is just getting to see God work in that and uh, getting to see things that we would have never seen if we hadn't followed him um, and done that. And so um, I would encourage you to be open to whatever God wants to do with you. He's going to want some of you to stay. We can't have a church plant and everybody go, but he's going to want some of you to go too. So that's how I wound up in Denton. Once I got there, Brad was leading that church plant, and at his invitation, he asked me if I would co-lead that with him. And so that's how I got where I am today. Man, so cool. Yeah, I, um, I think it's important, first and foremost, to ask that question just so that we have a shared memory of how our churches have been planted and how these things come about. You'll notice that it was not just Leslie and her family that are involved, mm -hmm. but also the hospitality of like the Von Runnens in that yeah. scenario to be like, hey, whole family of people, do you want to yeah. also live in our house for three and a half months yeah. as a staging place? And also, they didn't even go directly to Denton. They went to Wiley first and then to Denton. Think about that. What is what is what are you willing to do? You know what I mean for the kingdom. What are you willing uh, to 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 allow God to even have a conversation with him about? Because I know if you're like me. Maybe you don't open the conversation with God like that. Maybe you have, uh, you've chosen what kind of conversations you want to have with God. And it's not like, hey, God, if you want me to move, I will. It's more like, hey, God, if you want to give me another two, if you want me to give another 2% of my income, I will. You know what I mean? It's like, so I wonder what that can look like for us moving forward. Uh, in our family of churches, for people who are willing to to do something different and to look different in regards to planting churches, but just leaving that there. So, um, for everyone you know that, that that doesn't really know, tell us some about the the kind of general structure 
of Denton North. It was cool hearing Arlington's structure because they have two different, we didn't know, they had two different kinds of small groups. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you guys have two sp- different kinds of small no. groups? Okay. So no. you're, you're about half as good then. Yeah, okay, exactly. Good deal, good deal. Like exactly. us, like the rest of us. Actually, yeah. I just would say they're way bigger risk takers than <laughs> okay. we are. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, so just tell us a little bit about DNC. Where are you guys meeting? What's going on? That kind of stuff. Okay. All right, so the first thing I'll say is that um, Brad went off staff at the end of 2021. Sounds right. And we brought Josh Robinson on the staff at the beginning of 2021. So we all worked together for a year, the three of us. Then Brad went off staff to concentrate on cohort and college of ministry. And Josh came on staff with me and Garrett came on for a year to help us through that transition. And that was such a blessing to us. Um, we needed the help with that transition. And I think we're able to transition very smoothly in large part because of the wisdom that Garrett brought to us that we're really thankful for. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but to, all that to say that Josh has given me input on what I'm going to share with you this morning as well, because I didn't want it just all to come from me. Um, and Josh is very witty, or maybe I should say he likes to think himself is very witty. (laughs) So like his answer to this question that Garrett just asked was, we're doing stuff no one's ever seen and y'all wouldn't even understand (laughs) it if we tried to explain it. (laughs) Sounds just like Josh. Yeah. I swear on. But Kurt and I did Guide to Decide with Josh and his wife, Emily, the first year we were in Denton. And just developed a really sweet relationship with them. Josh was on staff with a mission organization called GAIN for several years. And really learned a lot of uh, ministry skills through that. And he brought a lot uh, when we were able to put him on staff. But him and his wife and their two boys are such a blessing to our church and to Kurt and I personally. So Josh and I very much co-lead. We're very much a team. Um. Sundays, we meet at the Senior Center. A lot of our younger members interpreted that as a place where senior people live. And it is just a rec center for seniors in Denton. So that's where we meet. And we moved there from the Greater Denton Arts Council because of our kids. There just wasn't a good place for our kids there And the senior center has separate rooms that we can have their classes in. And so that's been great. We have between probably 100 to 125 people on a Sunday. We have, that includes our kids, our college students, our single adults, our young marrieds. And then there's a few of us that are over 40, but not many. (laughs) Kurt and I and Don and Debbie are the oldest in our church. So that tells you how young we are. Um, Our current sermon series that we're doing right now is on prayer, and we are, we have had Josh, myself, uh, Grant Trotter, Aaron Hollingsworth, Becca Wilson, and Brad preach in this sermon series. We also did a question box, and so for two sermons, we're going to be answering questions, and for one, we're doing a panel. So just to give you kind of an idea of what our sermon series look like, we meet from 9.45 to 12. We have to be out of the building at 12. But one of the nice things about the senior center is it's on the edge of a very beautiful park with walking trails and picnic tables. And so it's a great place, even if we hang out outside after church is over. Real quick, did you say 9.45 to 12? 
Like two hours and 15 minutes? Is that right? Is my math wrong there? Yeah, that's right. Holy moly. No, that's not. Okay, let, let, me, let me back up a little bit. 9.45 to about 11.30 uh, is when, when our, well, actually 10 to 11.30 because 9.45 to 10 is our fellowship time. There we go. Then like from Ronnie, 11.30 Ronnie's, to noon, we're cleaning up and Ronnie, getting out. I was going to say, did Ronnie get a hold of y'all's service somehow? Yeah. I mean, I am very influenced by Ronnie. I was raised by him, so, you know. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is we have trouble getting people to come on time, but then we can't get them to leave when we're trying yes. to get out. That's the same. That's, that's okay. a Northeast. Okay, D- that's our DNA. Good. Um, we have a great praise and worship team. We have two different teams, and so they alternate. And that has been a new thing for us in the last couple of years, and it has been awesome. We do our communion in small groups And so um, instead of how you guys did it this morning, we'll all go and get our communion, bring it back to our seat, and then we'll discuss with the people around us a communion thought and then take communion together. We also do testimonies um, in our service every other week. Um, We're doing this as a way for our community to get to know each other's story. Um, It's just a brief five to eight minute uh, testimony But it has been so good for connecting our body because they can hear somebody share a struggle they went through, um, and then they can go to that person because they know, okay, this is somebody that's experienced the same thing I have. And so that's been really sweet and really helpful. Our small groups from the beginning have been our most participated in thing we do at our church. Um, And so small groups are really important to our church life. And we have two leaders for each of our groups. We meet on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. They're co-ed groups, and they stay together from September of one year to August of the next year. Um, And then we switch them all up. This year is the first time we've had everybody say, every single group, this group is the best group I've ever been in. And I really think it's because people have gotten to know each other from the switching around we've done. And now every group just seems like the best group to them. And so that's been really sweet to hear. And then we have lots of one-on-ones. Josh and I do a lot of those, but we also have a lot of people in our body that um, help with that as well. Um, We have that with leaders and potential leaders. And we do studies with people. We do check-ins on how people are doing mentorship, meet up with college students, and then just random things that people want to meet and talk about. So I think that's kind of our structure. That's really cool. Yeah, that that gives us, I think, a lot of ideas, you know, especially, you know, we have most of our small groups are like 20 years going, uh, the same people. (laughs) So, you know, maybe that's something we want to engage in. I don't know, but food for thought, things to be thinking of that kind of stuff, too. So, what are some of the big changes, uh, you know, in Denton over the last year or two and kind of how have they gone? Okay. Uh, Josh wanted me to be sure and say that it's finally not having any Davis people on staff. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the biggest change in the last couple of years. Um, I would say one of the biggest changes has been the topic of apprenticeship to Jesus. Um, we just really looked at our body and looked at discipleship and found that that was something we really needed to go back to foundationally. Um, and apprenticeship to Jesus was the language that seemed to be understood better than discipleship was. 
And so we actually found a curriculum about apprenticeship to Jesus, and we have used um, that in our sermons as well as in our small groups. And so apprenticeship to Jesus is just being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and then doing what Jesus did. Those are the three areas that it focuses on, and it does that um, through habits, through the practices and habits of Jesus. And so things like prayer and fasting and Sabbath and solitude and, and all the different practices. And so we've spent a lot of time on that, um, both in small group and in sermons. Um, we've had to lean into conversations about sexuality and politics and um, a lot of other things. Uh, and those have been hard And I think it's taken us a while to learn how to do that and to do it well. Um, So that's a big change. And then, oh, my goodness, lots of kids. We had zero children at DNC until about three years ago. And we had a baby boom then. And we love, love, love it. But you're going to hear it probably on every question because while it is our greatest joy It is also our greatest struggle and has brought the biggest changes um, to our body. Um, But gosh, we love having kids. But we have 11 with one of those being three and the others under three. And then we have a twin brother and sister that are 11. So we have this huge gap with our children, um, but we love having them. Um, Yeah, and I think... Like I said before, moving to the senior center has been something that has really helped with our kids to give them a safe space and their own space. We have focused on the mission, vision, and values, um, and everyone is more on the same page, which has been very helpful. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that Garrett helped us to do is we narrowed down our values so that we would have values that people could remember And so we have quite a few of our people that can tell us the mission, the vision, and the six values that we chose. And then we've heated up each one of those at different times. And so it feels like we're much more on the same page. And that also caused a few of our leaders and our people to leave. Um, They just weren't bought into the mission, vision, and values. And while that was super hard, it was really necessary. And looking back... Um, it has really been a good thing, Um, but it didn't feel good at the time. Uh, But those are the biggest changes, I think. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's, Mm -hmm. that's really cool that you guys have gone through that process in such a short amount of time. We're also experiencing a slight baby boom. I think we have 70 kids under age two, I believe. So I was looking, I was in the nursery this morning, June wanted to play in there and I was looking at the like, you know, the little coat racks with the names on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, who are all these children? Um, so I think that's a really cool thing that we're experiencing at a, a lot of our, our churches. And what a huge blessing, yeah. right? Talk Love about it. building from the ground up. One of our huge values mm-hmm. uh, of getting to see these kids get raised in our churches uh, and hopefully, you know, then have their kids uh-huh. in the churches. This, this concept of generational church building is all but missing from American cultural church, right? There's these churches that, that bright stars that shine bright and burn up, you know, 20, 30 years in at, at most. Um, but this, this concept of having these generational relationships, uh, I was even thinking about that, you know, just last night, 
Kylie came and watched Jack and June. It's like I would watch them whenever they were little kids. Their dad was my youth minister, John Von Runnen. It's like there's just that, that, that. And like just kind of thinking of that and continuing to have that vision as a family of churches that we would, uh, you know, be yeah. helping raise each other's little kids uh, and wow. allowing people in our church body to become, you know, mothers and brothers and sisters and fathers to our children. In this community, yeah. certainly uh, Leslie has been a mother to me in many ways. I remember, um, you know, going through, I'm not going to cry, this is an interview. So I remember going through, uh, you know, having a tumor in my leg. I was 21 years old. Uh, it was a big medical deal. And Leslie just being a prayer warrior for me. And that's what she's always been. You know what I mean? For our church in that way, too. And so uh, just feel completely blessed by that as well. So, yeah. Um, so what do you guys think? Cause we're looking to steal ideas as okay. much as we can. And I feel like you already have given us some, so that's awesome. But what do you guys feel like you're doing as a church that's working really well? Okay. Uh, one thing I want to note though, is that of our children, we have one girl. <laughs> and the strong bloodlines, but we're fixing to get a second one because the Bristos are having a girl. Praise God. Woo! Yes. But I love boys, so that's a great thing. And I get to be grandma to a lot of those little ones, and I love it. Okay, so things we think are working well. Um, Spending time on the basics. So helping people to rediscover the basics of their relationship with God or helping them to mature in those has been really helpful. And again, that goes back to apprenticeship to Jesus and habits of Jesus. All of our small groups um, doing the same thing. So our small groups are all using the same curriculum and staying together for a year, like I said. And what that has done for us is create deeper relationships and more warm community because people are all talking about the same thing. So even if they're not in the same small group, they have something to talk about with each other. And that really um, has brought, I think, uh, more connection to our church as a whole. I would say the biggest thing in the in 2023 for us has been Sabbath meals. We did a um, sermon series on Sabbath, and one of the things that they encouraged us to do with that was to start with Sabbath with a Sabbath meal. So we would do a Friday night Sabbath meal, and then Sabbath on uh, Saturday until the evening time. Um, So what happened is we were doing this in our small groups and God just said, what if you did a Sabbath meal in the small groups every three weeks? And we were like, do you think we can pull that off? Like, is that realistic? And so we started doing that hands down the best thing we have ever done. Um, Everybody looks forward to that so much so that when we started small groups this year, everybody was like, we're going to keep doing the Sabbath meals, right? Like we're not getting rid of those this time, are we? And so we're still doing that. And it has been such a blessing for our church to have those meals together. You hear it here first, guys. Our first Seventh-day Adventist church. Here we plan. are. <laughs> here our we are. Our very first one. <laughs> <laughs> but then Sabbath in itself has been really um, <clears throat> powerful in our community, I would say. Um, the one thing I would say about it is it's really hard to be consistent with. Yeah. It's hard to set aside a period of time every week. And so we talk about it a lot. Um, but when we were focusing on it the most, the feedback was always, 
my relationship with God is growing more and in such a better Mm. place than it was before I started doing this. And so that has been something that has been worked really well for us. Um, Again, the testimonies that we've been doing on Sunday morning, um, I already talked about that. And then we did a worship and prayer night at the park. We've had a prayer meeting with our elders once a month for probably two or three years. And it was just one of those things that started out strong and just kind of got fewer and fewer people there. And so we were like, okay, what can we do to rejuvenate people's interest and participation in this? And so we decided to combine it with a worship night, do it at the park. We had great attendance, and we had a couple of people that were at the park and heard us and came over and joined us. And they prayed with us, and we got to pray with them. They worshiped with us, and they ministered to us as probably more than we ministered to them. It was a really neat thing. And so we're planning on doing another one of those in January, probably not at the park, but um, that'll be our next one. Yeah. That's really cool. So uh, just two more. What do you feel like God has been teaching you guys as a church? I think you've already, a lot of these overlap. Right. You, you keep coming up with new tricks out of the bag every time. I'm just wondering what the next thing is going to be. But what do you, <laughs> what do you feel like are the main things God's been teaching you? Um, I think one of the biggest ones is it's okay that we don't agree on everything, but there's a way to do that, which honors God and mm-hmm. honors each other. And that's, um, that's been a hard lesson to learn. And, but I think that God has uh, really grown us in that area to a point that the people that we have now at our church are really bought into mm-hmm. that, that it's okay to disagree, but there's a way to do it. Um, I think God has taught us to trust him and his plans for his church. Um, just some of the things that we have, uh, some of the challenges we have faced Um, God has had a plan for that and God has brought the answer to that. And it was never anything that we would have come up with on our own. And so just trusting him to be patient in all things, he's going to work. It may not be on our timetable, but we need to be patient with him. We need to be patient with each other. We need to be patient with things like, where are we going to meet next? Um, what building are we going to get? We just moved into the senior center that I was telling you about in May. Um, And so we went through that whole process. Listening to God and listening to each other has been big. Um, When Garrett came, one of the things he told us was, you guys need to work on warm community. And so we started doing that and really listened to God about what would be some of the best ways to do that. And God has grown us so much in that. Um, I come in on Sunday morning and I'm just wowed by the way people are talking to each other. We get a lot of new people. It's very interesting. They come off of a Google search. um, And a lot of times I'm more worried about them scaring people off because they're talking them to death instead of um, them not being talked to at all. So warm community has been one of the big things that has come out of listening to God and listening to each other. And that's been helpful. ignore the haters. Um, sometimes, sometimes having haters means we're doing something right. Yeah. And so just going ahead with what God has planned for us and not worrying about people that, that are just going to hate about that. 
Um, I think we've learned that we are still planting this church and maybe in some ways replanting it. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, to think about churches to come and to prepare for that. So this is one of my most exciting things to share with you. Um, so we've been talking about church planting and we've talked a lot about how Garland for years took up money once a month to put aside for a church plant and how that when we planted Denton North, you guys gave that money to us and just what a blessing that has been to us. Um, and so we started talking about, we want to be that blessing to another church plant we don't. We told our church, we don't know when it's going to be. We don't know where it's going to be. We don't know who's going to go. But we want to have money ready whenever that occasion comes up. And so we really had no expectations. Like I said, we're still heavy on the college student side. But we did uh, our first contribution for that. And we got $4,000 plus for that. And we were blown away. That is God working on people's hearts, giving them a vision for church plants, which means while we don't know where it is or when it's going to be, God does. And he's getting us ready for that. So that has been super exciting to see God teach us about that. And then I think we've learned um, that it's okay it's not bad to be different. Mm -hmm. So when we look at Garland and when we look at East Plano and when we look at ACC and when we look at Wiley, we don't look like them. Our church is a, made up of very different people in a very different culture. And so it's okay if it's not the same as it's always been. Our DNA is the same. We just happen to be a church with a brown eye and a blue eye when everybody else has green eyes. I mean, you know, but our DNA is still there. And so that has been, I think, important for us. It's not comfortable and it's not normal, but that doesn't mean it's bad. And then the last one is to prepare for the future, but live in the present. Um, that we don't have to have everything now. That God's going to bring it to us when we need it. And this helps with anxiety. It helps with feeling like we have to have everything and everyone we need right now. <laughs> Um, an example of that is just that we have the two 11-year-olds, and what do we do with two in our teen ministry? Like, what do we do with that? But we have to believe that when the time is right, God's going to bring us someone that is going to lead a teen ministry. However, that doesn't excuse us from the obligation and the responsibility that we have to our two that we have now. And so just trusting that what we do now may not be what we do forever, but he'll bring us what we need when we need it. Um, diversity, especially diversity in leadership. We have more diversity in our college students, but in our leadership, actually it comes in the next one, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. In our leadership, we have lost some of our key um, people of color to other churches once they've graduated. And so we've been left with not a lot of choices as far as diversity. So we're just trusting and praying that God will bring that when it's time. Um, but that is something that we really want. And then I'm going to need somebody to take my place in the next five to 10 years. So Raising up someone that can be on staff with Josh is another thing we're always looking for, but trusting God for. That's really, 
really challenging and encouraging. I think we can all kind of agree on that, just kind of hearing what's going on uh, in y'all's church for sure. Yeah. So that last one is just what are some of the things that uh, that we can be praying for you for, okay. what are the struggles that you're facing as a church right now? And I encourage you guys to write some of these things down so we can be praying for them in that as well. So, yeah, yeah some of the things that your guys are grappling with. So I think one is money, and I want to say up front that Josh and I are not discouraged by this at all. We have a lot of people at our church that give very generously, but we also have a lot of people at our church that just don't have much income available to them. They give generously. It's just not a whole lot, Um, but we need to pay Josh more, and Josh has a wife and two kids and they're expecting their third in January and he's getting paid $2,900 a month. And we need to get him more money to be able to continue to invest in our church like he is. And we need more staff just because we, there, we could spend, there's just not enough time in the day to do Mm -hmm. everything that needs to be done. And we need to put more people on staff. We know that God's going to bring the money. He already has. Focus has helped us out. Wiley has helped us out. I mean, the number of times that we've gotten money from people that we did not ask for, they just brought it to us, is God. That's not us or anything we've done. So we know that's going to happen, but that's just one of our struggles. Um, Transitioning into a church that has parents and kids, I wouldn't say it's a struggle, but it's a challenge trying to be family friendly. We keep our kids in for praise and worship. We, we do special um, potlucks or something like that. We'll do a special service along with it, and we keep our kids with us the whole time. So it can be really wild and wooly. Um, but we had uh, several visitors with us for one of those that I was like, that was especially wild. And I was like, oh, they are never going to come back. And so I was just like, Hey, just want to let you know, we really love having all our kids and our families together, but sometimes it can get a little crazy. And today was a little crazier than normal. And they were like, oh my gosh, we loved it. (laughs) So I was like, okay, just chill. Um, But yeah, so uh, trying to figure out how to incorporate kids into our services and into our small groups um, is a challenge. Not having very many mature leaders that have time to spare and in particular women, in Denton, one of the things that we've noticed is that a lot of our men work from home and have flexible schedules, and almost zero of our women do. Our women are at work from 8 to 5 or 6 or 7, and they don't have any flexibility. And so that is um, a challenge that we've got to figure out how we can help with. And one of the ways we can help with is to buy some time from them. Um, And so that's something we look forward to being able to do. Um, Yeah, just Denton being at the front line of where culture and following Jesus clash um, with politics and race and sexuality and identity and coffee. (laughs) (coughs) Josh put that one on there. Um, You know, we have to be aware of and we have to engage in these topics to a certain degree. And the learning curve on that is fast, and it is steep, and it's difficult to keep up. Um, But, yeah, that's another of our struggles. Well, cool. Leslie, thank you so much for uh, coming and sharing with us. We just we love you guys. We appreciate so much 
what you guys are doing up there. We're so encouraged by it. Uh, if you're cool, I'll say a prayer for you guys. Yes, I would love that. We'll kind of finish from there. Father, we thank you so much uh, for our sister church up in Denton. God, I just thank you for the blessing of getting to uh, just get to be on mission with them. Uh, God, we pray that you bless them. We pray that you would help them to be fruitful, that you would fill them up with Mm -hmm. your spirit. Father, that that city would be changed because of that Mm -hmm. church. Uh, We just pray that you would provide for their needs, Father, both uh, the real and the perceived in the way that you want to. Uh, God, we just pray that you continue to help them to be a beacon of light to that city. And uh, we pray also for their little ones, God, that you would uh, raise them up in that church, Father, loved mm-hmm. um, and knowing your son, Jesus, and that they would uh, be those who continue the church, Father. We thank you so much for them. And again, we just pray specifically for Josh and Leslie, God, that you would uh, guide them as they guide the church um, and that you would uh, just continue to bless them in the ways that you already have, God. We just love you. We thank you so much. We're mm-hmm. so grateful. Uh, Praise in Jesus' name. Amen.